It's time for Love Talk with your hosts, Kathy and Carrie. And welcome, friends, to Love Talk Radio on KTXW 101.1 FM and 1120 AM. It's great to be with you this morning. We are talking about standing up for faith and liberty. And we have an incredible guest with us this morning, Holly Mead from Liberty Council in Washington, D.C. I tell you, friends, she is a woman who loves the Lord and she does not back down from a challenge. She is the vice president of media. She covers everything faith and liberty for all of their offices, including Florida, Virginia and Washington, D.C. She is a busy lady and we are blessed to have you with us this morning. Holly, thank you so much for being with us today on Love Talk. Well, we have some questions for you, one that we always start off with, and we just want to know, how did you come to know that Jesus Christ loves you? Well, back when I was looking for colleges, I was not actually a Christian at that time, but I wanted to go to a Christian college, ironically. And so I went to one where there was an influence of Christianity and ended up getting involved with some Christians, noticing their life was uh, very different, authentic, and the love they had. And uh, eventually came to know the Lord there and then got involved in a church and a Christian drama group and really felt called into the ministry uh, at that point. I love it. A Christian wow. drama group. So you were very comfortable being in front of people. Yes, <laughs> I've been doing acting and public speaking and uh, radio and television for years. So um, I just naturally... At first, I thought I was going to be an attorney when I went to college. Well, I was going to actually be a Spanish interpreter. Then I decided to be an attorney. Then I was like, I don't know if I want to spend all my life in a library. So uh, I got into communications. I found out that's where my gifting is. And now, kind of full circle, I'm in a legal organization learning about law, uh, but using my communication gifts. So God has done that amazing work. (laughs) Well, we learned all about Liberty Council in our first segment, and so I know we only have you for 15 minutes, so we're going to just jump straight in. Um, there have been two important cases at the Supreme Court these last couple of weeks, one regarding freedom from vaccine mandates and one regarding free speech for Christians in a public forum. You have been busy. Why are these cases so important for us just as moms and dads and, and grandmas and grandpas and brothers and sisters, just as citizens of the United States, why are these cases so important for us to be aware of and praying about? Well, first of all, let me start with our, our lawsuit against Biden and the DOD uh, that we have uh, in Florida on behalf of the military, federal employees, and civilian contractors against these shot mandates. Um, we don't call them vaccines because they're not really vaccines. They're exper- experimental genetic agents. However, people have the choice, and they should always have the choice. We live in America, whether they choose to, to get it or not. You know, we advise people to do their research. We have a whole page at lc.org forward slash vaccine, all about these shots and the adverse effects, the deaths, um, and all the things involved in that. So, uh, and primarily they are all associated with aborted fetal cells. So we are defending uh, our military, our civilian contractors, and our federal employees uh, against these. Uh, as of now, because of our hearing in Florida, The military is now having to file regular reports every two weeks, whether they are granting religious exemptions or not. Um, As of right now, out of the thousands of religious exemptions, we've we've seen that three have been granted. And those are questionable, whether those 
service members were actually on their way out and retiring anyway. Um, they had they granted some medical exemptions, but not really any religious exemptions for those, which again are questionable. Um, so people should, I mean, this is America. We should always, you know, have freedom to make choices, especially when it comes to what you put in your body. And um, so it's very important. Uh, we also have lawsuits that we've been pers- um, pursuing regarding healthcare workers. We've had, uh, we have a lawsuit in Maine that we filed and asked the Supreme Court to hear that one on, uh, in regards to healthcare workers. Um, because they have been kicked to the curb because they, again, know about the um, aborted fuel cells in the shots and choose not to get them. So they've been kicked to the curb, even though they have gone and been on the front lines to the whole COVID thing for, what, two years now. Um, so, again, you know, religious freedom and the freedom to choose are the primary foundations of this country and our uh, Judeo-Christian foundation the government was created by our founders to protect our religious freedom and our freedom of speech, not to control it. And that's what you see this administration trying to do. On behalf of the religious viewpoint case, Matt Staver argued that last week before the Supreme Court. And it was regarding Boston censoring a religious viewpoint in regards to the Christian flag. Our, our, um, our client, Hal Shirtliff and Camp Constitution in Boston. Um, they help, they teach people about the Constitution and our foundation, our Judeo-Christian foundation. And so they applied to fly the Christian flag and have like an hour ceremony in front of the Boston City Hall. Boston has three flagpoles, and one of which they have designated as a public forum. So beginning uh, before Hal was denied, they flew 284 flags, including from other countries, China. They flew countries, uh, you know, communist countries, Islam countries. They flew flags, uh, LGBT, transgender flags, all different messages they've had on that flagpole with no qualm. But then when Hal applied, the word Christian triggered them. He said if they had... They said if he had lied and called it can't constitution flag, they wouldn't have had an issue. But because of the word Christian, they censored it. And so we ended up taking the case. Um, we lost four times, twice in the lower court, twice in the court of appeals. Because uh, you think it, this would just be a hands-down no-brainer. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't censor their Christian viewpoint. And so then the Supreme Court took it because they saw what was going on. And uh, so you can go on our website, lc.org, hear the argument. And then Matt and I also did a video afterward kind of recapping some of what happened, what was said. But I must say uh, the Lord really worked through him. Mm-hmm. And the city doesn't really have a case to stand on. And the justices really seem to see that. Even the ones who tend to be on the left were saying, why has this case not been settled? You know, so... Um, that was an exciting day, and we'll, we're just waiting for that decision, which should be sometime before June. It'll be interesting to see the outcome of that because it'll rein in a little bit of the Establishment Clause and kind of set it in its proper uh, meaning because I think so many uh, governments have been using the Establishment Clause as a, an excuse to basically silence and prohibit free speech of Christians. Right. You know, they use this separation of, of church and state, and it's just gotten a little bit... Um, 
uh, out of hand. So, I mean, this is a historic case um, at the Supreme Court that will hopefully kind of rein this abuse in and set things in its proper place. And, and what now, you have to realize, too, is that this is not just about a flag. I mean, this affects every Christian in our free speech, because if the city were to win this case, the government can say, well, you want to have a Bible study in a public library? No, I don't think so. Or good news clubs that have Christian, um, Christian, these Christian clubs after school for the children to learn about the Bible, whatever. They can censor that. So this affects every single Christian. So it's a lot more than just a flag. And as you said, it will set national precedent. In fact, after our argument, the Supreme Court then decided to take the case about the coach who was fired for praying uh, on the football field by himself, um, Coach Kennedy. So, uh, again, it's a very similar message where they're saying this is government speech, not private speech, and thinking that the government can intrude upon that. So it's it, this is a historic day. This is so true. I love what you really say. You bring it um, home to our, our, our towns. It has real implication for what happens at our local schools, that little Bible study group that you're reading with, that that maybe moms in prayer that's meeting, possibly you meet on school grounds. Well, all of a sudden, uh, you might lose that privilege. And right. so we need to be praying for favor with the justices and that God will uphold truth um, and um, and uh, the Christian way of life in this nation. And this is, like you said, going to be a historical Case And so we're hoping to hear that decision coming down. Is it any time before June? Well, and do, you know, again, pray. We know they met last Friday to vote and then they decide who writes the opinion. And of course, things can change between now and then, as we've Mm -hmm. seen in in history that has done. So but we know they met. um, And uh, so they will bring a decision before the end of the term, which is June of this year. So in time between now and then. Um, that will come out. So. Well, the interview that you did, Matt, uh, you guys were both almost giddy in that interview because things you just felt like things had gone so well um, and that, you know, God just showed his favor. And I, I, I enjoyed listening to that interview and how excited you guys both were about Thank that. You. Um, how can every American take a stand to protect free speech and personal liberties from these white widespread mandates. I mean, it, it feels so oppressive at times, Holly. I mean, I, it's just unprecedented, actually, you know, and what can we do um, that will make a difference? Well, you know, and we've we've gotten inundated with thousands of calls every week from people that are being threatened with their jobs if they choose not to take the shot, which is wrong, which is against what our whole freedom is about. Um, and you talk about healthcare workers, frontline workers, people at Disney, all, you know, across the realm of employment are being threatened, students, doctors, nurses. And this is wrong to come in and say you have to do something to your body, um, which you are have a, you know, a religious uh, objection to. And it's something that you cannot undo once you put it in, it's not irreversible. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would suggest, I mean, people need to stand up. We have, um, uh, last year, we encouraged people to start doing like a Wednesday walkout where they go out in front of their, you know, place of employment and just do a silent protest with signs. 
you know, and you've seen that kind of uh, grassroots efforts and that has, um, you know, multiplied across the nation. And so people have, you know, and I think this is really these things that are happening are wake up calls to the church. We don't just sit silently and, and shudder and say, oh, no, you know, but no, God has called us to be the church, to be lights, mm-hmm. to stand up in truth and righteousness and speak for what we know, we know is right. Um, and so it starts at the local level, you know, and again, it also shows that elections matter. Who you put in office matters. So people need to get involved in their local area and they need to speak up and they not need to be afraid. And we've also seen other organizations, grassroots organizations come together, like your transportation employee, your United Airlines. They formed a group, you know, because courage is contagious and the numbers help when these different uh, employers see that there's enough employees to say, no, you know, we're willing to sacrifice our job versus our religious faith and our health. Um, so I think that's the key. You got you got to speak up and do something. You know, of course we pray, which is powerful, but we can't just sit back and say, "Oh, woe is me. Where is the country going?" No, we are called at this time for such a time as this to be a light. Holly, I love that you say courage is contagious, and you referred um, our yeah. listeners to. Uh, www.lc.org backslash vaccine. If they're tr- still trying to say, you know, I'm, I just, I'm not sure that any of these stories are true, that there really are adverse reactions and deaths from the vaccine. I just, I've not heard it on mainstream media. I just can't believe it's true. Well, if they go to that site, they can actually get video testimonies, real life stories. And we just have a short amount of time left. Can you share one story. I know you get hundreds of adverse rea- reactions of of death. Of if you want to share maybe uh, one story with our listeners, so they know, hey, this is real. You cannot undo the shot. Um, and you know, if you are in a place where yes, you're in a high mortality uh, category, you have comorbidities, then maybe that might be the absolute best option for you. But for your children, and if you are a young, healthy adult, this may not be the route that you want to take. Yeah, you know, I mean, like there's so many stories, and you can go to the VARES report, but you have to remember that is even underreported um, thousands of times. Uh, you know, like. I think they're saying like 400,000 adverse effects now and they update it. But again, it's underreported. Um, we, you know, Matt and I have interviewed various doctors. That's on our website. Um, we also do a television program where we've also interviewed uh, world renowned doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Robert Malone, who invented the mRNA. And he is speaking out against these shots and how they're being used in these mandates. Um, various other doctors are on our website and of course that page where you can see a lot of examples. Sign up for our Liberty Alerts. I know yesterday we put, uh, Ron, Senator Ron Johnson did a five hour Senate panel on Monday with a lot of these doctors and injured patients. And there was also a Defeat the Mandate march, uh, in front of the Lincoln Memorial on Sunday and many of those doctors and also Bobby Kennedy spoke. And there were uh, some injured people there that also spoke, including orthopedic surgeon who could no longer perform because of the shot. There was a professional mountain biker 
who can no longer perform because he took the shot. There's many professional athletes that you've seen either drop over dead or have heart attacks, um, and they're seeing a high incidence of myocarditis, especially in young boys that are getting the shot. So you've got to do your research. And again, that page that we have, lc.org slash vaccine, has a ton of information on there. And I really encourage people to do your research before you make a decision because it's not reversible. Thank you, Holly. That's so true, friends. Thank you so much for the resources. Holly, thank you for standing up for people um, who need some a strong person uh, in their in their court. We just uh, appreciate if you just pass on our, our appreciation to Matt and Anita Staver, the founders of Liberty Council. And uh, we just appreciate you taking the time. We know it's a busy week. We know with everything going on, you have a million things across your desk. So thank you so much. God bless everything that you guys are doing. And I just pray that he gives you favor in all things and uh, just wisdom beyond your own. Um, you have a fantastic week. Thanks so much again. Holly Mead at Liberty Council. You can get in touch with her at www.lc.org. Thank you so much. And let me just encourage if you feel, you know, to come alongside us, we represent all our clients pro bono. We don't charge them a dime. We depend on people's support. Um, so we can go to the website and donate there as well. Um, so that keeps us going. And those people are partnering with us alongside in these different fights. Wonderful. Yeah. All of those legal, it, it, it costs money every single time you file anything. Mm-hmm. That is so true. It's a, an incredible, and it's a nonprofit, so that means that your uh, donation is 100% tax deductible, which is just brilliant. I love it. Thank you so much, Holly. We appreciate your time and everything that you do. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Holly. Wow, Kathy, what an excellent interview that was with Holly Mead from Liberty Council. Friends, I would encourage you to go to lc.org and sign up for their Liberty Alerts. This keeps you up to date on what's going on. <laughs> um, sometimes they, things that we just don't hear about in mainstream media or we hear um, a version of it, but uh, these Liberty Alerts are incredibly helpful. Uh, you know, Kathy, I'm still... I'm just baffled by this. You know, it's sometimes it seems that uh, so many things are upside down, yes. you know, not being able to fly a Christian flag when 284 other flags had been approved and had flown. Including yet, a, a communist flag. Including a communist flag. <laughs> and yet Christian, the word Christian is a trigger. Oh, man, that word in and of itself triggers me. Um, I don't like that word. I think that, I I don't know, it triggers. Okay, I just feel like if you don't agree with what I'm saying, either turn and go the other direction and walk away or let's have a conversation. But you don't have to curl up in a little ball because you don't like the word Christian. You know, I think it also comes down to the things that are being uh, taught. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Garner, um, gosh, Donna Garner, she was Donna our Garner. guest last yeah. week. That was just a brilliant interview. And she said, you know, look, one of the things that really came in with Common Core was this entire change within our educational system that taught 
that um, truth is no longer based on fact. It's no longer based on verifiable fact. It is just based on opinion and subjective feeling and emotion. And so it's really, you know, when you when when you take that stance, then having conversations are no longer productive because you're not really trying to discover truth. You're not really trying to approach things from a a logical manner where maybe one person can see the logic and the truth and be swayed um, or, you know, there's somewhere that people can meet in the middle because everything is emotional based mm-hmm. um, that even just talking with someone, um, you know, there's this whole thing now that speech can be violence. Well, no, speech is not not violence. But I, I think that this whole leftist progressive approach to things they don't want us to talk. They don't yeah. want us to have healthy conversations. They don't want us to understand um, um one another. They don't want us to arrive at the truth. Because I will tell you, friends, when you have conversations, the truth will never fall apart. The truth will always stand. And the, the truth is knowable. It is discoverable. And so I think that we just have to remember that and press into that. And Carrie, one of the things I love that Holly said was that every vote you make has implications. And for example, um, you know, right now with, with Stephen Breyer stepping down as the Supreme Court justice, the Senate is the one who confirms these mm-hmm. justices. And so because mm-hmm. we lost that Senate seat in Georgia, um, in this last election, all of a sudden the Senate is tied and the vice president, uh, Kamala, she gives the tie-breaking vote. So of course the Senate holds the majority, which is why they're going to want to push through right. uh, this SCOTUS as fast as they can. And so friends, every time that you vote, when you vote for a very far left platform, which unfortunately, and it, I mean, it hurts me to say, but the Democrat platform has become a far left platform. Mm-hmm. I wish mm-hmm. it hadn't. They're not the same Democrat party that, that they used to be. It's and not the Democrat party of our grandfather. No, it, it, it right. is not JFK's party. It yeah. is not. It has absolutely been hijacked. But I will tell you, every single person who gets elected as a Democrat, they are sworn to uphold that platform. That is what their conventions drive to. That is the strategies behind everything they do. It is to support and uphold that platform. And I, and I have to tell you, I respect them for that because they are, they've laid out their platform. They've said, we don't want God in anything. We absolutely want abortion, abortion on demand, easy as can be. We don't, and we want abortion up to the time of delivery. And they're actually passing, they're, they're trying to work towards abortion even past that, which, you know, really it's infanticide, mm-hmm. but they've stated in their platform, that's what they want. And so, there that is what they work towards what each every democrat person work towards and so you know i go okay well at least their platform doesn't say one thing and then they do another at least they're consistent with what they say they're going to do but um but so when we go out to vote friends you know it has implications and when we decide to stay home and not vote it has implications well another thing that holly said that that you mentioned earlier was that courage is contagious. A lot of times we think we are this um, minority that, you know, our, our 
visions of freedom and liberty are are in the minority. But really, when you start talking to people around you, you know, I've got neighbors here that are from the Pacific Northwest, and I made a, a very, I, I don't know, I kind of assumed, which is not good, that they were <laughs> going to be, uh, you know, left-leaning um, because they're, you know, that's just the, the part of the country they're from, but they're not. Um, they're not. And they're, they moved here to get a, kind of away from that, um, left leaning government up there in the Pacific Northwest. And so we have to be very careful, you know, to understand that as we have conversations, that there's more people out there who believe in freedom and liberty than, than we probably think. And that we don't have to be the silent minority, that we can be a vocal uh, minority, and we may not even be in the minority. We may be uh, find more folks like us that think like us around us, and so I would encourage us to be courageous, as Holly said, because it is contagious, and to stand up for liberty and for freedom. 